I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Madeline <laughs> Adams. A big week for some of the best Rage and Cajun baseball players as Major League Baseball held its annual players draft. We'll let you know who's headed where. Plus, we have a conversation with one of the newest New Orleans Saints, and he's a former Raging Cajun and STM Cougar. That's Deuce Wallace, of course. Hear what he says about the Saints quarterback situation. That's going to be fun to listen to. Also, we'll return to baseball, where Coach Matt Deggs from UL will join me to look back on the season and look ahead. All of this coming up, but first, MLB draft days. For the first time since 2018, Louisiana had multiple pitchers drafted into the MLB. Spencer Arrighetti and Connor Cook got that call. Arrighetti was chosen by the Houston Astros with the 178th overall pick in the sixth round. Arrighetti finished his career at Louisiana after stints at TCU and Navarro Junior College. He led the Raging Cajuns with 83.2 innings pitched in 2021, posting a 7-6 record with a 3-12 ERA and a team-high 91 strikeouts. While Cook was taken by the Toronto Blue Jays with the 302nd pick in the 10th round in three years with the Vermilion and White, Cook threw 125 innings, compiling a 10-4 record with a 3.82 ERA. The Sulphur, Louisiana native was nothing short of dominant during the 2021 campaign, posting a 2.04 ERA, 67 innings pitched with 90 punchouts. Cook mystified Sunbelt hitters and boasted a 1.64 ERA while ranking first in opposing batting average at 146 and second in strikeouts with 60. Well, on the final day of the Major League Baseball draft, two Raging Cajuns got selected, including pitcher Connor Angel. Angel is a 6'5", 190-pound right-hander, and he was selected by the Tampa Bay Rays with the 461st overall pick in the 15th round. He left the Cajuns in May to prepare for the draft. Before his departure, he had a 4.50 ERA and five starts in the Vermilion and White. Drake Osborne is the 562nd pick in the 2021 draft. It's the Mets' 19th round pick. Osborne was solid for the Cajuns behind the plate and earned Sunbelt Newcomer of the Year. Was an all-Sunbelt first-team honoree as well in 2021. He hit 337 with 24 RBI. He expressed his excitement via Twitter saying, quote, he's extremely grateful for this opportunity and truly a childhood dream come true. Can't wait to get started with the Mets. So congratulations to all those guys and look forward to seeing what they do in the major leagues. If they get that high, that'd be great. Absolutely. Coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, the New Orleans Saints have signed a raging Cajun to their training camp roster. And it's, it's a familiar face to many Lafayette sports fans. We hear from defensive back Deuce Wallace. When we return on the show, do not go away. We are back in 90 seconds. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling.
All right, welcome back to the show. George Faust here, Madeline Adams there. And one of the cooler things in sports I always found is when a player you pulled for or you pulled for, uh, you know, goes to your college and then ends up playing for your favorite professional team as well. Like for me, Archie Manning and Deuce McAllister, two of my all-time favorites, obviously, because Ole Miss and then the Saints, so two of my favorite teams. That's a good you one, ha yeah. you, you, ha you have one? Uh, man, there's so many players. Um, like, it'd be like if Joe Burrow played right, for the Saints. Right, right. Um, That'd be everybody's You favorite. know, recently it was fun to watch Quan Alexander play for the Saints. There you go. LSU connection there. there yeah, go. well, that's the case for one Louisiana football player, Deuce Wallace, a former STM Cougar and Louisiana Raging Cajun, is on the New Orleans Saints training camp roster. Deuce just competed, completed his rookie mini camp in June and is looking forward to his first training camp as a professional. His days at UL under head coach Billy Napier really prepared him for the next stage in his career. And George asked Deuce the question all Saints fans seem to be asking right now, Jameis or Taysom? You know, obviously being a part of this organization now means, you know, the world to me. Being able to attend that NFC Championship back in 2009 was really cool. And uh, you just see what, what winning does for that city and, and everything that city's been through. And me only being two hours away to be able to now be a part of that, it's pretty cool. I, I know what that kind of culture is about over there. And I'm excited to add what I can. You know, they feel like they took a chance and they felt I can bring something to the team. So I have to do that, whatever that is. Who's better? I mean, they're, they're both phenomenal, phenomenal talents, you know. And I'm, I'm excited to watch their battle go down as well as I'm excited, you know, for my own opportunity. The first thing I notice on a daily basis is that you have two guys that are very passionate about what they do. And I think that, that's cool to see, too, because I always look at football as being a, a child's game and to see, you know, two men understanding the values you can get out of football and they still, you know, give their all. Welcome back to the show. I'm George Faust. She's Madeline Adams, as always. And, you know, Madeline, one of the cooler things in sports I've always found is when a player you've pulled for who goes to your college ends up playing for the professional team you pull for. Like, yeah. for me, it's Archie Manning and Deuce McAllister. Archie Manning, by far, my favorite player of all time. So, uh, they're two of my favorites, the Ole Miss Saints connection. Of there. course. For me, it would be Devery Henderson, obviously. Yeah. I went to LSU. He played for LSU as well, played for the Saints. And then most recently, getting to watch Quan Alexander, who I watched at LSU and played for the Saints last season. <laughs> and that is the case for one Louisiana football player as well. Deuce Wallace, a former STM Cougar and Louisiana Raging Cajun, is on the New Orleans Saints training camp roster. Deuce just completed his rookie mini camp in June and is looking forward to his first training camp as a professional. His days at UL under head coach Billy Napier really prepared him for this next stage in his career. And George asked Deuce the question all Saints fans seem to be asking right now, Jameis or Taysom? Who's better? I mean, they're, they're both phenomenal, phenomenal talents, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to watch their battle go down as well as I'm excited, you know, for my own opportunity. The first thing I notice on a daily basis is that you have two guys that are very passionate about what they do. And I think that, that's cool to see, too, because I always look at football as being a, a child's game and to see, you know, two men understanding the values you can get out of football and they still, you know, give their all. You know, obviously being a part of this organization now means, you know, the world to me, being able to attend that NFC Championship back in 2009 was really cool. And uh, you just see what, what winning does for that city and, and everything that city's been through. And me only being two hours away to be able to now be a part of that, it's pretty cool. I, I know what that kind of culture is about over there. 
and I'm excited to add what I can. You know, they feel like they took a chance and they felt I can bring something to the team. So I have to do that, whatever that is. Well, you know, one thing is for certain, you know Deuce Wallace will be giving his all when it comes to Saints training camp that starts on July 29th in Metairie at the Saints training facility. Yeah, man, he ha he's had to work hard for everything he's gotten. For three years at UL, he was a walk-on, but eventually got that scholarship and sitting down with him. One thing is for sure, he's appreciative for the experiences he had in the Vermilion and White with head coach Billy Napier. What does it say uh, that you guys, uh, you and, uh, I mean, Raymond, Kale, and Eli, and, and the, the big guys up front all have, have kind of made it into the, into the camps, into the league, and, uh, and what does that say about this university and, and, and the Cajuns and, and what kind of caliber of football they play? Uh, I think it says a lot. I, I think that culture, you know, I, I like to call it, we're the, we're the door kicking culture. You know, Napier teaches us. You know, it shows us kind of where the door is. The strength staff teaches us how to kick the door in. Um, I think it says even more about the program and the fact that, like you said, we're, we're not a doormat anymore. You know, a few years back, if you would have said the Cajuns go, go and play Texas, it would have been, oh, man, it's going to be a blowout. A lot of people raising their eyebrows this year. Because, I, I mean, the, the Cajuns, I said it before, they're on that revenge tour because the season didn't end like it was supposed to last year because we had some people, you know, ducking and running. Can't hide anymore, man. The sun's shining bright. And this season, 2021, let's go kick off with a bang. I can promise you that. You, you just told me Coach Napier is, is one of the tougher coaches that you've ever played for. For sure. That's a good thing, though, right? Isn't that, something that, isn't that something that you can maybe go, look, if he wasn't that hard on me, I wouldn't have, been, I wouldn't have this opportunity now. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate his hard coaching simply about the fact that when we're off the field, outside of football, he's the most – down-to-earth man ever, you know? And yeah. he rarely talks about football. I think that's another thing I appreciate about him. Outside the building, man, he's, he wants to know how you're doing in life. Mm -hmm. You know, how's your family doing? Yeah. So that's always appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it seems like that's a theme with coaches for, for, for the Cajuns because that was, I, obviously Coach Robichaux was one of those guys who always worried about creating the man, not just the player. Absolutely. And uh, I think it, it, Coach Napier is along those same lines. He, he's stern but he cares about you too yeah for sure yeah all right moving forward as the olympic games approach which they're just what weeks away yeah, if that their team, guys are starting to lose uh move around and get ready to go to tokyo uh there's four from acadiana with ties to acadiana mm -hmm. that are competing uh three for team usa one for sweet yeah, Nicole, go ahead. Nicole Ossinger and former Raging Cajun Morgan Lulla are two young ladies headed to Tokyo and are two of the four local Olympians is in this year's events. All right. On the mid side of the pole vault, it's a guy uh, you've talked to before, right? Yeah. Mondo <laughs> Duplantis. He'll be in the summer games and uh, he'll, he'll compete for Sweden. Yep. And uh, he prepped at Lafayette High and also competed at LSU, of course, in college. The other male competitor is on the U.S. trampoline team. Alexi Showstock is the other male training in Acadiana participating in this year's Olympic Games. It's very impressive to watch them on the trampoline. Those, those are some athletic people. <laughs> you can get all your Japan 2020 coverage on our website, KLFY.com. Just click on the Olympics section. Coming up, I sit down with Raging Cajun head baseball coach Matt Deggs to discuss the 2020 campaign 
Wrap up the year that was. Coach Deggs talks about the coaching staff changes and gives a preview of the 2022 season. You don't want to miss it. That's all after the break. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust, pleased to be joined by the head baseball coach for the Raging Cajuns. It's Coach Matt Deggs. And, Coach, thanks for some time. Appreciate you. And uh, how are things going right now? You bet. Appreciate it. Good to see you, George. Uh, it's going great, man. Just a lot of recruiting, hot and heavy. It's that time of year. And, and uh, you know, the crazy part about baseball is just ever-changing right now, especially college baseball. And, with this transfer portal and you know I don't know that your team is ever truly set and then they push the draft back and and so we don't start the draft until Sunday uh which is about a month later than normal and then kids have until I think August 15th to decide if they want to take it or not so uh it's a it's a crazy time man a lot of uh flux but I kind of like it it's uh you know you got a chance to add some good players uh in a time of year that you might not normally be able to. And it's kind of funny because, you know, the season ends, it, it, it doesn't end the way you want it to. Uh, you guys wanted a shot uh, in that postseason, And, uh, you know, you, you got really kind of far in, in the Sunbelt tournament semifinals and, and weren't, weren't able to do it. Just kind of tell me about the year end and, uh, and how that went and uh, just your thoughts on the, on the season as it wrapped up. Uh, you know, it was uh, disappointing, obviously, the way we finished. And, and uh, I, I thought that we, we uh, you know, I don't know that we, we got to the point that I think we could have gotten to this year. And that's disappointing. Uh, it was a solid season. We won our division, uh, obviously, and, and obviously played over 500 and had a chance to get into the championship game, we've got the win and run at second with no outs and uh, they're in the ninth. And, and uh, that was kind of a, just a microcosm of our season. We just, we pitched it extremely well. Uh, for the most part, we were rock solid on the mound. I think we've uh, got to continue to improve defensively. And then obviously at the plate, we just didn't, we didn't drive in enough runs. We didn't drive in enough big runs. Uh, and, and I think, you know, when you look back at the season, we didn't have a walk-off win. Uh, we got two out RBI. Uh, our opponents had more two out RBIs than us, which never happens. And uh, so those are areas that we need to address and continue to work to get better in. So the, now, now the season ends, you get all these guys that, you know, the seniors that, that, that are leaving, Brennan, and then other guys as well, Drake, all those, those guys are kind of, saying farewell and, and posting their things on Twitter. And I, I guess it's a new age, right? I mean, that, that yeah. guys do that. And, and it's kind of like, Oh, wait, he's leaving. And so you know, I know I, I kind of scour the Twitter, Twitter wire and try and figure out, um, it, but some of those guys leave and, and now that creates new opportunity. Doesn't, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one thing to have a great player, but Hey, that guy moves on. And then, Hey, now, now there's an opening for somebody to step up. Certainly George. I mean, 
this is going to be a, it's it's a transition period and if you think about it we really and truly just uh kind of finished our first year i mean you you get here and and uh you know we 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 grieve coach and his passing and then we get into the season just a little bit and COVID hits so it kind of pushes everything back a year uh and then go through the season that we just had so we're still in the middle of a transition and getting our kind of guys in here and, and being able to truly do the things that we want to do and getting this program uh, back up and running to where it needs to be and, and even beyond. And so, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. There is a lot of opportunity. Nobody, you know, coming back or coming in has anything won or sewn up. Uh, we've got a long way to go to get to where we want to get to. Uh, that being said, I like what we've got coming in. I mean, on paper, it's it's uh, it's really really good, and I'm excited about it and ready to get to work. So, uh, yeah, I saw saw a report yesterday uh, that some coaches are leaving, some coaches are coming back. Uh, is, is that factual? And and are you, are you uh, excited about a new addition? And and how does that uh, play into your season for next year? Well, I think BJ did a tremendous job in his time here. He's just in a tough situation with his family. Uh, yes. BJ is just in a tough spot, you know, with his family. He, he loved it here. He did a great job. Uh, it was a tough spot. His family's in Benton, which is four hours away, and he's got two teenage girls, and uh, totally understand that. And then uh, it's on the other side of things, you know, I just uh, felt like it was, uh, it was time for us to head in a little bit different direction. And uh, so I like, uh, you know, I, I am just thrilled with, with nothing's official yet, but thrilled with what we're going to be able to do uh, in that spot and, and uh, really, really excited about it. It's tough. And so um, when we come back, I'll, I'll, I'd like to ask you a little bit about Coach Robe. Obviously, the, the anniversary of his passing, two years, uh, it came up. So we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back and, and – uh, and there may be a little more light, lighthearted stuff uh, with regards to uh, just maybe a little bit about the College World Series, kind of the way that worked out. And I'm sure you watched it. And then uh, just some other baseball stuff we'll, we'll, we'll chat about on the other side. Don't go, go, don't go anywhere. Inside Cajun Nation will return in 90 seconds. You're watching Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, Matt Deggs there. He's the head coach of the Raging Cajuns. And just talking about the past season that was, what's upcoming. And, uh, and obviously, it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting time for, for, for a lot of Cajun faithful because we all uh, we, we mourn the loss of Coach Robe. Two years ago it happened, uh, about a, what, a week or so ago, two years ago, uh, if that makes sense. And uh, he, his passing and uh, just just kind of, I guess, the, your your thoughts about Coach Robe. Obviously, you've, you've done this a lot in, talk, in talking about him, but he's such an impactful person, had such an impact on everybody he touched. I, I feel it necessary to get your thoughts about the, the, the anniversary. Yeah, it was, it's, it's hard to believe that it's been two years, you know, July 3rd and, and uh, about a week ago. And, uh you know, it's 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 one of those deals you can say, man, that's uh, I can't believe it's two years. And then on the other hand, you go, golly, 
you know, that felt like it was yesterday or it feels like forever. You know, it's, uh, I wish he was here. I wish he was sitting right next to me and, uh, you know, think about him every day. And, and what's amazing is the impact that he's had on so many other people as well that you don't even know. And I'll meet people and uh, they'll tell me, you know, how much they looked up to him or they watch his videos or he's been an inspiration to them. He's got them through a tough time. Uh, and it's just countless, the, the amount of people that you don't know or will come up to you and, and mention him or, or bring him up. And, uh, you know, we miss him, miss him dearly and, uh, you know, wish he was here. So, uh, like I said, I can't believe it's been two years. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. We talked a little bit about those players leaving and the new opportunities. Is there somebody that you're excited about maybe? That when fall rolls around, you guys are like, hey, I, I'm looking forward to watching this guy grow. Well, I mean, obviously, TR, if we can get him back on campus, uh, you know, we're going to have to cross that draft bridge here uh, over the next week. And, uh, you know, between Connor Cook and Spencer Arigetti and, and TR and Bobby Lede and Jacob Schultz and possibly Tally. And, uh, you know, so there's several key guys. Uh, I'm excited about all the guys that, that we're bringing back. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be fun to see Hayden Dirk and, and Chipper Menard again, you know, uh, this time as sophomores and Roccaforte. And, and uh, you know, I think Bobby's going to be that much better. And, and, you know, hopefully we can get him back here. And, and so I'm excited about the pieces that are returning. Uh, and then we've got some good dudes coming in, a lot of guys that have won at a high level. Uh, Jake Hammond that just won the national championship there at LSU. He was, I think, through close to seven innings in the championship game. A kid named Colby Smelly. Coach, uh, real quick as we wrap this up, uh, the College World Series just kind of finished up, and obviously Mississippi State gets the win. Uh, that's it's against Vandy, it, you know, two SEC schools going at it two teams from the south that you know people around here who love college baseball kind of are familiar with uh their legacies and stuff like that but uh, interesting interesting series right I mean it was all the games seemed to be kind of I don't want to say I guess they were a little bit of a blowout but Vandy won the first game pretty big and then Mississippi State won the next two pretty big is that is that a little bit of surprise that that that's how it worked out not really I think uh you know, we played Mississippi State earlier in the year in Starkville, and and we lost four to nothing, and and kind of gave them some stuff. I think we actually out hit them like seven to four or something. Uh, but I I gathered the team up after the game, and I I told them I, after seeing them, I, I said, guys, I want you to know that's the the best team I've seen in a few years, and I said that's the most well balanced, well rounded. Uh, competitive team that I've seen in a while. In fact, that's a team you could model yourself after. Those were kind of my exact words. And uh, just because of the way they played together, they could really pitch. I mean, really pitch. And uh, they were deep on the mound. They could really defend and they could run. And more than anything, they put the ball in play on command. Uh, so runner third base, one out, two, two count. They're going to put the ball in play. And I knew there would be a handful to be dealt with. Uh, I think everyone got cheated, though, uh, the way North Carolina State had to go out uh, because there's also something to be said for a team that's that hot. And they had already passed the test in, in Fayetteville. Uh, 
And so once they did that, they knew, you know, they were a team of destiny and, and they're sitting there two and oh, and uh, unfortunately, it's just kind of the state of things right now. Uh, they get hit with the COVID and, and uh, that's that. And so it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see them square up with Mississippi State. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate yep. you. And, uh, yep. and we look forward to chatting with you in the future. That's going to do it for Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you guys have a great evening, have a great week, and we'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.